I'm Derek Thompson, longtime writer with The Atlantic magazine on tech, culture, and politics. There is a lot of noise out there, and my goal is to cut through the headlines, loud tweets, and hot takes in my new podcast, Plain English. I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know to give you clear viewpoints and memorable takeaways. Plain English starts November 16th. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Hello, fellow media consumers. This is the Press Box. Brian Curtis of The Ringer here, along with producer Devin Manzi. As you may have noticed from watching videos on Twitter, we're in the middle of a home run chase. You have baseball as the big story. The Yankees' Aaron Judge is on the doorstep of tying Roger Maris's American League home run record as we record this. We were looking for a baseball analyst, and we found, uh, let's see here, Pedro Martinez. Pedro Martinez is one of the only sports announcers who validates the cliche, he needs no introduction. So let's just say we talked about what it's like to be a pitcher during a home run chase, about the way Martinez analyzes baseball on MLB Network, about the unfinished business of this year's New York Mets and the utter crappiness of this year's Red Sox. Here's Pedro Martinez. All right, Pedro, as we record this, Aaron Judge of the Yankees is sitting on 60 home runs. If you were still playing, would you want to pitch to Aaron Judge tonight? It all depends on the situation. Uh, but I, I most likely will face him in every bat. I mean, uh, it will be him against me. You can't make it personal at that point. You don't want to be the guy, you know, uh, to have your name linked to the record. But at the same time, you, you, you need to respect the game. You need to respect the fans and, and, uh, give George a good battle. That's what you got to do out there. I wouldn't run away from, from the challenge. That's exactly what I like about playing baseball. How would you pitch him? To be honest, the way I would pitch him, uh, I wouldn't suggest nowadays on, unless you really know what you're doing, but I have a pretty good idea of how to probably approach him. Uh, according to what I had back in my prime, I would probably keep him honest, which is saying pitch, pitch up and in tight to keep him honest and, and keep him away from stretching those arms. And then I would just probably run to fastballs low and away, which I was really good at locating. 
that's probably the primarily reason why I I I had so much emphasis on pitching inside because I could shoot the outside corner and make my living out of it. And I could also uh slow down my change up to a to to a point where he had to give me one of the two. Either take fastball and give me, you know, uh, and 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 go chasing the changeup, or give me the changeup and chase a fastball. And the fastball, most likely, since I could command better, and it was above average, keep it in you, make it an uncomfortable bat for him. Uh, and then I had the breaking ball, which is something I, if I saw myself in trouble, I would use. You pitched during the big home run chases in 1998 and 2001. How do pitchers feel during home run chases? Uh, you don't want to have your name linked to the record, like you, you, you want. But you also have the pride of, of uh, you know, facing the best, facing the most challenging person out there. And if you happen to end up on top, then you consider yourself someone special. And someone that could probably say, uh, I'm as good as you are, and maybe better. Who knows? When I mentioned 1998 and 2001, later a lot of those hitters were either accused of using PEDs or admitted to using PEDs. How do you look back at those home run chases now? I can only imagine uh, what it would be like if they were right now competing with Aaron Judge. Uh, but at the same time, how do I view that? At the time, I didn't know. At the time, that was my challenge to face those guys, which I did. Uh, the homers I gave up to some of those guys, I don't regret. Uh, I, I thought that having the biggest challenge out there will make me only better and, uh, uh, you know, kept my pride up. The fact that that now I know that they were using PDs and I was clean makes me feel even better because I, I I I face all all those guys you know with some some uh, some advantage to to some of them and it still could not beat me. Let me ask you about broadcasting. You've been doing television now for eight years on MLB Network and Turner. What do you like about broadcasting? I think it's a platform and, and the opportunity I have to bring to the audience what I know, what I think, what I understand. Uh, and, and broadcasting gives me the opportunity to uh, continue to have that, that, that communication with the people, the, 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 the young athletes, the fans. And at the same time, I'm able to continue to learn and, and, and uh, transmit some of the things that 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 I would love to to show everybody by playing, but my body doesn't allow me, but my mind does. And and this is a great way to uh, not only bring the right information to the people. Uh, I I take advantage of the platform to to actually uh, communicate with my fan base, with the the, the players' fan base. Uh, I'm the voice behind the player and the situations that, that, that come up. I can actually teach, you know, the audience, uh, some of the things that I understand 
to, from my point of view, are happening during the game and, and during whatever situation that there is in the game because I, I went through a lot. And I, I I learned a lot from the game and I learned a lot from the situations. And a lot of people uh, probably wouldn't understand it as good if you if you didn't have the experience to explain it, to to send the message across in, in, a, in a clear way. When you were winding up your career in MLB, was it your plan to try to become a broadcaster? I swear to God, it's the only thing I never imagined. I never thought I would like being in front of a camera. Uh, and, and the reason I'm here is not because of the camera. It's actually because it gives me the opportunity to remain linked to the game, remain linked to what's going on, the different changes that the game is, is offering right now, uh, adjusting to different things. Uh, you learn so much by just having access to information, having access to so many other things that, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 a lot of people be surprised, uh, how much you can, you can actually dig into. And, and, and I, I think for everybody else, if they knew what I, what we do, the kind of information we have access to, they'll be really intrigued to, to, to come and do what, what we do. Give me an example of something you've dug into and said, aha, that, that was a learning experience. Well, I, I, I could see uh, like the little details that lead to you tipping. Why, why things happen mechanically in, 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 a, in, a, in a physical body and how small they are. Small little things can throw a, a real good picture of the entire night and have a horrible night over something so simple. And we can pinpoint it here. I can see it. I can see it when it happens. I can slow it down and bring it back. It's so much information that uh, actually I'm like a, like a kid in, in a candy store. I'm like, <laughs> I'm searching for everything I see. I, I, I'm searching for everything I can, I can get my, my eyes and my, my hands to. It, it, it's really interesting to get to know and explain that to the people and explain why things happen and be so accurate with it. Uh, this gives you the opportunity to be accurate. And, uh, you know, it also helps a lot the fact that we can relate the message to some of the players and they can make the adjustment and, ma and make the game better. It is really important. For me, that's one of the biggest things that, that I like about being here is being able to help others improve their game, improve their knowledge, improve what they what they're watching. Players have told you that they've heard you say something in TV about their mechanics and say, okay, I fixed it because you mentioned it on television. Not only that, I, I've had a lot of players come up, especially from Dominican and approach me about the things that I saw. And I, I actually had opportunities where I, I have been able to work with some of them mechanically, uh, I also had the opportunity to have conversations during the season when I when I go to a different baseball field. Uh, my own my own group of guys in Boston. Uh, when they when I see something, I say something, and to see you know to to see if we can fix it on time. Uh, and some of those guys have approached me to work you know physically with me. Some of those guys have expressed how much respect and and admiration and. 
and uh, how much they appreciate what I do. Some of them take the pieces that we managed to find here to fix their mechanics. It, it is a great sense of joy when, when you see someone improving based on the fact that you helped them out uh, somehow, even even by videos here, you know, by, by TV. When you first started working for MLB Network, what was the hardest thing for you about television? About television was uh, probably... Um, uh, was probably uh you know just just uh understanding how careful you need to be uh how how accountable you need to be uh i came in completely naked when it came to understanding completely how accountable you need to be when you say something in front of a camera when it's recorded and it could be exposed so much to, to the entire world in, in just a second. Uh, that kind of got me worried a little bit. But at the same time, I just said, you know what? If I keep my nose in baseball, if I keep it clean, if I just say it the way I, I know it, uh, and I don't think anybody will have any problem with that. I'm a straight, I'm a straight shooter. Like I, I love saying it the way it's supposed to be said. And, um, you know, I take pride on doing that. But at the same time, I don't forget how hard the game is. I don't forget how hard the players work. Uh, a lot of people don't know that it's really difficult for anybody in life to go in front of 50,000 people and embarrass himself. A lot of people don't really understand that. And, I, and I've been there. So I, I understand the players. I understand their mentality. I understand what they go through. I understand that the, the human being inside the uniform uh, and the number and the number in the back and the number in the front, what they mean. And, you know, uh, somehow I'm always uh, conscious of all that. And, and that's what I bring to television. I bring an honest expression. Uh, I bring over uh, a clear, uh, hopefully a clear uh, communication between what's going on, and I try to link that with, with the fans and, and what they expect to see. And uh, after that, I'm just extremely happy to have the opportunity and honored to have the opportunity. You had a line in your autobiography that I loved. You wrote, the Boston writers would frequently tell me I spoke better English than Roger Clemens, but I still felt that the meaning behind my English words was too blunt or too deep to be grasped. Do you ever worry about being too blunt or too deep on television? No, because that's that's who I am. Uh, and, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm saying it honestly. Um, I am the way I am, and just like I'm having this conversation with you, I'll have it with anybody, and I'll tell you straight up what bothers me, what doesn't. Uh, I gave it up. So what do you want me to say? I just, I just feel like they were my daddies today. I, I'm going to say it. I, I don't see anything wrong with saying the truth. When you played for the Red Sox, you dealt with the Boston sports media every day. What did that feel like? It was boring for me. It was interesting for them, but I always faced them. I gave them a straight, honest answers from me, not from anybody. I didn't fake it. I didn't want to go out there and run away from whatever happened. I got my butt kicked today, and I didn't have 
anything on the mound today. So it, 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 anything else that you want me to say? I mean, it's just, that's, that's what it is. Uh, today I sucked. Uh, what can I say? What else do you want me to say? You saw it. You know the numbers. It was just five innings, five runs, and two strikeouts. So that's a horrible night. I'm sorry. Take that, the numbers you can put together, and I don't think I need to be saying anything else. That's 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 who I am, and that's how I was. And I'm, I'll continue to be that way. And it was boring for you because you felt you were answering the same questions night after night or talking about something you had just done and everybody had seen? <laughs> that's exactly it. When you have seen it, when you know your baseball better than anybody, when you dig in, but they always seem to kind of want to want to get you to say something that will play for them, even if it hurt me or hurt the team or hurt my my teammates' feeling or whatever. And that I I would say roughly never happened, never happened because I, I'll just give you straight answers, and sometimes it will be boring for them that I just said, oh, "No, no, I sucked." <laughs> Didn't you see the game? What were you watching? <laughs> and then they'll get a kick out of it because, uh, well, what do you mean? What were you watching? I gave up six. You know, they lit me up today. What do you want me to do? Didn't you see it was just four innings? You want me to explain four innings and six runs and how I gave up two homers? I mean, you saw it. <laughs> so that made it boring for me, but interesting for them. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was 
a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Speaking of the Red Sox, they are in last place in the AL East. How do you feel when the Red Sox have a bad season? I, I feel horrible. <laughs> That's not the culture I left there. Uh, that's not the culture I want to see in Boston. But uh, at the same time, uh, you have good years. Sometimes you have bad years. But everything goes around your health. And if you're not healthy, you're not sinking with the rest of your teammates. You're getting a teammate today and another tomorrow and another in two weeks and, and another goes for two weeks. It, it, it's really difficult to sink the entire team Uh Pitching is not there. Uh, relievers are not there. One comes up and has a little bit of success, but the other one is struggling. Uh, it, it's really difficult to deal with difficult years. And, and, and the struggling years like this year has been for the, for the Red Sox normally comes around health, and they haven't been healthy the entire year. Some of the players that have been healthy have produced for Boston. It's just the case of Bogart, uh, Devers, J.D. Martinez, guys that, that are known to do what they do are going to have some success and you're going to see the numbers, you know, show up. But some of the guys haven't been successful, even though they have the talent. It's just because they're not healthy and they're not out there to repeat those those kind of uh, uh, mechanics and, and, and feel for pitching and, and pitches that they have. It, it's really difficult to, to, to go through a year like that. When I saw you at MLB Network Studios a few years ago, you told me one thing you really wanted to do was sit down and have a big interview with Roger Clemens, where you just picked his brain and asked him about pitching. Did that ever happen? Yes, I have. I have the opportunity. I, I have had the opportunity to sit down with him in a personal way and just talk baseball. Uh, same thing. I I just saw the series uh, Nolan facing Nolan. I'm so intrigued to sit down with Nolan Ryan just to <laughs> just to, you know devour what he what he did, how he did it, how he went about it. Um Nolan Ryan, as you know, was one of my idols also. Uh, you know, who grew up in baseball and didn't know Nolan Ryan, especially, you know, uh back in the 80s when Nolan Ryan was that elite, uh, the most dominant pitcher that you could see, was right along with Don Seaver. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued about a lot of people. I'm I'm also intrigued about talking to Barack Obama, and I another person that I wanted to kind of interview or or have an opportunity to talk was Nelson Mandela. It, it, it is people that their minds and and their brains and and their knowledge intrigues me, and I want to know why and 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 why is it that they were so great and they're so so bright. And the same thing goes to baseball. There are players that I love talking to. Uh, there are players that I would love to know them better. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a curious person, and, I, and I'm always studying and learning from everybody. Let's say you sat down with Obama. What's the first question you ask him? 
I, I just I just want to take him to his background and and uh, have him explain to me what 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 motivated him to to be the kind of president he was and the mentality he has. He's very well respected all over the world. Uh, how you get to be the way he was, and not that I want to be like him or anything like that, but what made him so unique, so so special. And how he achieved that? I, what was it? What was the combination? What was it? Was it Michel? Was it his parents? Uh, you know, his background, his growing up, uh, his upbringing by his family. Um, I want there's so many things. I think that if we have a conversation between me and him, it will probably become more fluent as as you get to hear or to see his smile, to see his sincerity. To, to see his eyes, I think it's, it's really important. I, I, I believe so much in looking someone in the eyes and just having conversations. So what intrigues you is finding a person who's had a great career, like you had a great career, and then basically working backwards and saying, how did you get here? What were the things that made you great? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm always intrigued about the special persons. I I had the opportunity to talk to Albert Pujols the other day, and and I I, I just did not get enough of Albert Pujols and his dedication, his background, how he grew up. I I I, I pretty much know because I grew up pretty much the same way. But to hear from the the person, from the one that lived it, what it's like to to be in the spot. Uh, is it's, it's just amazing. It's amazing to get to know the human being. And then you get the feel for, you know, their heart, their their souls, and, and how they express themselves, how much respect they have for other people. What makes them so well-liked by everybody, by society? And to get to know that in a personal way, it's, it's sometimes more important than, than it is about your career. Your career is a number. I did that too, but I feel like nobody ever knew me as a person. And now, uh, as we're speaking, uh, you're getting to know that I'm very different than I was when I was competing. When I was competing, I didn't want you around. I didn't want to be your friend. I didn't want to be anybody's friend. I just went out there to knock you down, to put you down, and keep you on the ground if I could, and, and beat you somehow, and find a way to beat you. Uh, after the game, yeah, we can go out for a beer or to have rice and beans. But no, during the game, no, 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 not Dominicans, not Venezuelans, no, not Americans, nobody. I want, I didn't want nobody, nobody messing around with my game. A couple more for you, Pedro. The Red Sox are in last place, but the New York Mets are in first place, and you played four seasons with the Mets. How is your attachment to the Mets different than your attachment to the Red Sox? Well, as you know, the Red Sox for me were the 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 the, the door that opened to most of my success in my career. And the city of Boston has a, a unique link to me. And 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 uh, as much as I love being in the Mets, it will never be the same because not only I spent longer time in Boston. Not only I built and got really a special relationship with the fan base, uh, with management, with with the people, with the workers, with everybody. It's, it's a very unique relationship. Like when Pedro gets to Boston, 
You never know what's going to happen, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be love between mutual mutual sides. It's going to be interesting. You never know. They're going to support me in whatever I do. They're going to treat me like a king. Uh, not that I don't get that in New York. I do get it. And I love the Mets. And I love my time in the Mets. It was just that I did not have enough time to, uh, which we have a real good relationship, but to mature that relationship that I was building with the, the fan base, with New York, that connection that I had with Boston, build it in New York and, and let it grow. I did not have enough time to do that. And that's one part I regret and also not winning it. Because I went to New York with the purpose of winning in the National League, just like I did in Boston. That was a message you gave to Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer last month. It was, I think you used the phrase, unfinished business in New York. Because it, it, it's, it's some of the things that you have in your, in, your, in, your, in, your, in your gut that if you give me another opportunity, I'll go and try to achieve. I, I would love to try and achieve that. And, and, and I, I can't anymore. So I, I had to rely on the two guys that, that will probably give you the best impression of me on the mound being healthy. How did you find Met fans different than Red Sox fans? Uh, the, the Boston Red Sox fans are more insightful. They read more. They expect more. They demand more. Very supportive, though. The most supportive fan base that you can find in all of baseball, regardless of whether you struggle or not. It depends on the series. Well, I can tell you, I have nothing to say about the, the fan base of Boston because I never experienced pitching on an empty seat in Boston. I, I might be the only one that could probably say, never pitch with an empty seat at Fenway Park. So that's, for me, it's very unique. It's very, uh, uh, it's very sentimental because I can't actually talk for or speak on, on behalf of anybody else. I can only speak on my behalf. And my behalf is I never, I never pitch with an empty seat. So that's a very unique way to uh, live your life in Boston. Uh, with the Mets, less expectations. Uh, a lot of fun, kind of wild, which I have a little bit of me, a little bit of me, a lot of me probably is loose and wild. And I wanted to be out there and I wanted to kind of, you know, enjoy the moment with the fans. And I did that. And, and New York really perceived that I had that kind of wildness in me and kind of, a passionate at the same time because I'll go to the game and it will be the same thing I showed in Boston. But then when I wasn't pitching, they really soaked in my attitude. I was happy. I was a happy camper. I would throw bubble gum. I would jump in the stands and run with anybody or play catch with anybody from the stands and and run around and be loud. And they, they loved that. And uh, that's why they loved me and I loved them too. Because we, we had a lot in common, especially when I wasn't pitching. But when I was pitching, they got what they wanted from me. Pedro Martinez, thanks for coming on the Press Box. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure.
I guess we we can call each other Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Pedro. I really appreciate it. It's time for the second weekly edition of David Shoemaker Guesses, the strained pun headline. All right. Monday's headline about a military vehicle called the Dingo ending Germany's wishy-washy attitude toward aid to Ukraine was the Dingo ate my maybe. (laughs) Today's headline comes from the LA Times. It's the story of British royal succession. Queen Elizabeth was on the throne for seven decades, but as the paper notes, barring accident or revolution, the UK is set to have a man rather than a woman on the throne deep into the 21st century, perhaps even into the 22nd. A bunch of dudes will be sitting atop the British throne, David. What was the LA Times' strained pun headline? Um, man, uh, Min- what does a monarch do when they're on the rain? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's raining men. It's it's raining. Yeah, that's great. Men. Did we have that in another context? I don't know, but I, I appreciate it. I seem to remember singing part of the that hit song to you somewhere along the line. He is David Shoemaker. I'm Brian Curtis. Production magic by Devin Manzi. We are back Monday with more lukewarm takes about the media. See you then, David. See you later, Brian.